Hey Chumbers, Devin here. I am the editor and DM of the Absolute Direct Storm podcast. I just wanted to butt in before the start of the episode. Um, in case you didn't know, we do record this live every other Tuesday night, starting at about 8pm and going till 11pm. Uh, we record both episodes at once, so you, there's a lot more content if you tune into the live streams, but it is only bi-weekly. So there's that. Uh, you also don't get any of the sound effects or the editing, so it's a bit you know, a bit worse for wear, but you get to see a lot of the bloopers that get deleted. Um, if you like to tune in, we're live at probably underscore karma. Uh, we would love for you to tune in and let us know that you're enjoying it. It means a lot to us. Uh, we also have a Discord and a Twitter. You can find our Twitter by searching an absolute Drexorm podcast. And in the bio, there is a link to our Discord there. Uh, not terribly too much goes on in the Discord yet, but eventually once our community starts to grow, I would love to, you know, get people involved and have conversations there. And if you had any questions, you could feel free to either add us on Twitter or in the discord. Um, that's it. I just wanted to, you know, share that news. And with that, enjoy the episode. Last time on the absolute Drexorn podcast. Okay. You lean back and start resting. Uh, let karma tell you a story. And it kind of slowly pulls forward and you see a group of four people. Sky. Artemis. You start to kind of see the egg right in front of you, Cerberus. It kind of starts glowing a little bit and then just kind of fades out in a bright light. As the Johnson speaks up again. I hope they make your deaths quick. You see about 12 guards. Uh, The first six kind of line the elevator door and they all seem to have riot shields providing cover for the six other guards standing behind them. I am... Am I telling you the, uh... Hits. Hits? Yep. But I tell you glitches? Yep. First one, critical glitch. And you kind of quickly look over towards the elevator to see a hurl of bullets just aimed directly towards your head. Service, you continue laying there for a bit. The gunfire stops. You hear them kind of pushing into the room. And suddenly you feel a foot on your back. And it goes dark. Um, But some time passes. And suddenly all of your characters reawaken and you were all cuffed to chairs in a room that's just kind of purely concrete in front of you is a what seems to be a one-way mirror and a speaker kind of tucked away in the i had a few questions for you but first i'd introduce myself my name is dr wright so you will be taken back into seattle uh you will be connected with a fixer after that you are on your own Okay, kid, sit down here. We got a few hours before the Johnson shows up. It's always good to get here before the Johnson does, just in case they try to pull some tricks or set up a trap. You'll be here before them. How's your head feeling? Damn, really? Uh, uh, okay. Uh, I'll go get us something to drink. I'll be right back. Dragon, club music is too damn loud. Here we go. To your recovering health. Let's continue our story, huh? Those dreckheads just got uncuffed or back in Seattle. Yeah, all of your arms are very sore from being in that position for multiple hours while being handcuffed. Uh, Tiger, your mouth is a bit, you know, uncomfortable as you're just kind of... You got used to the gag, but now the gag's gone and it feels weird, so you're just kind of like... Kind of <laughs> readjust your mouth. And as they undo you... Oh, go ahead. I'm just gonna ask, did we get our gear back and, like, our weapons? Uh, yeah, so you do see in front of you, uh, there is the doors that seem to lead out to the streets of Seattle. Um, there are three duffel bags, all with, uh, your names on them. Your Shadowrunner's names, for the sake of your other runners not knowing your names. And they seem to be kind of filled with whatever gear they is in there. 
Um, so that is, for you, yes, Cerberus, there is basically half a sniper rifle sticking out of the stuffle bag. <laughs> um, and you are just kind of... Uh, one of the guards, as you are finally unbound and ungagged, you may pick up your stuff and leave through the doors. And they kind of set up a permission. They kind of have a wall that's guarding kind of your... You're kind of right here, the doors are right here, and then behind you is a wall of guards. And they all seem to be full in full armor and with all automatic rifles kind of at the ready. So like TSA? Pretty much. <laughs> TSA, but if 9-11 have like 10 times. Okay, okay. TSA, <laughs> but if you're not, your name is Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna um, grab my weapon. <laughs> yeah, so you pick up your gear, your duffel bag, your weapon. Uh, you look inside of it. It has kind of everything uh, to which your inventory that you have right now is replenished. You have whatever ammo you didn't use, all that jazz. Uh, which, actually, none of you fired a single shot, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Storm and Tiger, I assume you pick up your weapons as well? Yep. March okay. straight to my bag. Got it. And Tiger, you see, is sticking out of yours is a sheath katana, so... A little bit harder to distinguish as a weapon than a sniper rifle, but your long-bladed weapon is in there as well. Uh, Storm, your... You find your knife in there. (laughs) (laughs) My one stabby boy. Yeah, and your gas mask along... All of your comlinks are in there as well. Uh, You all walk through the doors without any complications, I assume, and you are brought to the streets directly outside of... Uh, the Draco's Foundation's uh, main HQ in Seattle, and you are kind of left to the streets. And you are free to do whatever you would like. For the next two days, you have basically nothing to do. What would your characters like to do? You are all in a group still together, just sitting in the middle. We'll say it's probably, if you wanted a map location, uh, you are probably in downtown, kind of in the middle. No one seems to be really paying attention to you guys very much. They all just kind of seem to be, most of them, altering something in AR or having conversations with some kind of just walking past you. Tiger kind of scratches his head a little bit, looks around. Uh, well, fellas, well, chummers, I, uh, I don't think this is going to be the last time we see one another, so, uh... Yeah. Yeah. And he pulls out his comlink, and you two are given Tiger's uh, contact information under the name Tiger. Um, uh, so yes, you, um, Storm, hear your tra- your comlink kind of chirp from inside the duffel bag, and Artemis, you kind of in your vision, you see kind of pop up is a you know a contact accepting you know a comlink number with the kind of contact information Tiger. I'm assuming you both accept it. Yes, for now. And Tiger, your comlink doesn't seem to be changed at all. Uh, actually, we'll say you have about two messages. Um, one from Harley, your uh, info broker at the Matchstick, that just says, like, want to get a drink? It was about four days ago. And the other from Pablo, who just says, I got some new explosive, or I got some new weapons in, want to try them out. You supply the drinks, question mark. And that was from about two days ago. Um, Artemis, your comlink has a few tid- tad bits on there. We'll say you have a message from Mute uh, about from three days ago that just kind of says how the run go, because I'm assuming you probably talked to her about this. Is that fair to assume? 
Is there anyone okay. on your contact list that you would have talked about this? No. I, okay. No. <laughs> Alright, so we'll say me mute messages used, just saying, like, how's it going as they haven't heard from you. Uh, Night Mother says, I'm making, you know, she got a message from, like, last night, just saying, like, inviting you over to the crypt for dinner, and, like, kind of, you know, having a catch-up time. And that's about all on yours, except Storm. Your comlink, you noticed you have 72 missed calls. And they all see oh, yay. you kind of, like, you're looking at back, you're just like, what the fuck happens? And you kind of open it, they are all from one per. You have a few missed calls, about five, from what seems to be your mother. Guys, trying to check on you. She's used to you going on longer runs and being gone for some time, but not used to he not hearing from you this long. Um, but you notice your other 67 calls is from your, um, your RPG friend, uh, Vambiz the Stronger. And they all seem to be spanned of within a couple of hours on a um, last Tuesday. So about two days ago, he called you 68 times, or 67 <laughs> times within a span of a couple of hours. Damn it! And you notice you have a few messages from him as well, just kind of like, where are you? Are you coming? You better, better bring food. <laughs> and then the what? last message he's... Oh, the last message he sent is, you're out. And then... After that, you can kind of like that's kind of the last. So you continue scrolling down the comments, and it like a day, like an hour later, it's about like sends at two a.m. I'm sorry, you're still in. <laughs> okay, what what day is it today? We're right now, out? It, it is Thursday the fourteenth. Okay, and this was on Tuesday. Yep, two days ago. Damn it! Fuck, I gotta call this guy back really quick. That's all right with you guys. <laughs> Uh, Tiger gonna... kind of looks and shakes his head and is like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just I'm gonna like, get some drinks. Polite. <laughs> are there buses in the future? Yes, there are buses in the future. I'm oh gonna find the bus. So, yeah, you kind of start splitting your ways. Um, let's see. I believe... Uh, Tiger, where... Or, well, you're out of shouting, Reddick, so uh, I'm gonna butcher your name, Adam, for your character's name for a while. Uh, how do you say it again? Bayako, where would you like to get drinks? Where are you thinking in the downtown area? Not terribly too far from here um, is the matchstick. It's going to be quite a walk unless you get a, uh, a taxi or something like that or catch the bus, but the matchstick is a place you are familiar with uh, where your info broker is, by the way. So this, are you just holding to, going to the closest bar? I'll, I'll hail a taxi to the matchstick. Got it. And uh, yeah, send, you have send Harley a message saying like, "Hey, um, I've been out for a few days. We'll let you know why when I get there. If we can rain check those drinks." So yeah, uh, you get a reply within a couple of seconds. Just like, "Sounds good. I'm at the matchstick now. See you there." And you call a taxi and take a ride over there. It's kind of probably just like a five to fifteen minute ride. That's a big gap, but whatever. Um, Traffic's uh, wild in 2072. <laughs> uh, Artemis, you go over to the closest bus station. It's not terribly too far. It's about a block or two away. And you just kind of walk over there, sit down. You kind of look up towards the side, and you feel really just kind of uncomfortable and disgruntled. And you just realize how hazy and tired you feel right now. Uh, but you just, I'm assuming you just wait there for the bus to come. And Storm, you kind of see your comrades kind of go away, and you kind of tap some stuff and call back your friend um, 
it rings for a bit. And it rings for probably like, well, about three times. So it's about to hit, kind of just goes to voicemail. And you kind of hear from the other side, picks up. Uh, yeah, hello? Who is this? Hey, uh, sorry about missing Tuesday. I'm sorry, who is this? Missing Tuesday? What happened? I can't, I can't think of anyone important who would miss something on Tuesday. Oh my god. Okay, okay. Well... Bambus, I I promise I'll make it next Tuesday. I do. <laughs> uh, do you? Cause well, I will. I will. Is I'll you bring... didn't even leave a notice, or you didn't tell us at all. You know how much extra I prep how... I had to throw out. How much I had to adjust to the story. You know that session was I'm all sorry. based around you. You can. I don't. I feel like you're not sorry. I don't. I, I don't didn't know. have my phone on me. I my my com link was. Out of, out of circuit. <laughs> uh huh. And does he know you as Sky? Yes. Okay, Sky. I'll let you know. This will be your last warning. I I do recognize that it is your first warning, but this is a very serious <laughs> thing. We meet Tuesday at eight p.m. Go till eleven. It's outside your work schedule. I I expect you to show up in the future. I will. I I promise I'll be there next Tuesday. Okay. You like donuts, right? I'll bring you donuts. No, I do not like donuts. Who the hell do you think I am? I thought you liked donuts. No, you know what I like. You know those triangle trips. You know, the cheese triangle trips? By that famous brand, Cheese Triangle? <laughs> yes, okay. Bring a bag of those. You want the spicy ones or the classic ones? Bitch, who the fuck do you think I am? Get Cool Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Alright, I'll see you Tuesday. And he hangs okay. up on you. He's getting very meta. <laughs> uh, that was so, cool. And you kind of, as you kind of like hang up, you kind of take a sigh of relief, look around as both of your comrades seem to have disappeared. Uh, you will essentially have till Saturday to, uh, uh, oh well, actually, uh, Sky, how are you getting back home? Um... Uh, can I call up my boy? What was his name again? Muhammad. Muhammad, <laughs> that's taxi driver. Yeah. Uh, you give a ring to Muhammad. Go ahead and roll his uh loyalty, which is three dice. Two hits. Hits. Muhammad picks up right away. Hey, buddy. Sky, how are you doing? Where do you at, my friend? You need a ride. I give you a ride. Where are you at right now? Uh, I am out front of the Draco Corporation. Beautiful, I'll be there in... And you see as a taxi pulls up, going <laughs> like 20 miles over the speed limit, urges to a stop, the back tires almost pop off and land back down. I'm here! And the doors swing open. <laughs> awesome! Like, hop in real quick, hanging you up. hop in. Yeah, you have a small conversation, kind of familiarize yourself, you... He takes you home, he's kind of familiar with where you are, and you all eventually reach home. Artemis, I'm assuming, are you going to the crypts? Were you going to try to find a safe house to stay at? I'm going to the crypt to find my cat. Got it. 
So you head as close as possible to the crypt. Uh, the buses definitely do not go that far out of kind of the main Seattle area. Um, so you get dropped off. You have a couple of mile walk. I don't actually know where the crypt is located, so whatever. Uh, so you walk for a couple of miles. You eventually get there, taking back roads. You're familiar with, you know, pathing of getting to this bus stop, to the crypt stealthily, and, you know, where to avoid. And we'll say you guys were probably released about 2, p- two o'clock. It's probably going to be about 5 by the time you get there. Uh, just due to, you know, some, there was, let's say, there was a shootout that you had to avoid, so you had to take a whole other detour and stuff like that, and you get to the crypt, um, are you just kind of heading straight towards your little space in the crypt? Were you trying to socialize with anyone? I probably left the cat with the, uh, towel, the towels woman. And she had a name, what was her name? Let's pull up her name. Uh, Nightmother, or Mara, do you know how it is, Nightmother, or Mara? Mara? Mara. Okay. Um, so you kind of enter the crypt, uh, you're a bit well-known growing up there, so you kind of pass some, you know, guys, you know, some kind of familiar faces, they, you know, nod at you, some kids kind of run past you, and, you know, they're playing tag or whatever, running through kind of the crypt. one of them. Do you actually? (laughs) No. Uh, you enter the area, you hear just kind of from behind the, what was her race again? Do we, I know, uh, you just kind of hear from the back, I'll be right there. And a nice, sweet, elderly voice. And you kind of start walking, you know, kind of where she lives. You're familiar with the area. So you kind of start walking there. You kind of collide. She's like, oh, Artie, how are you? You know, just living the dream. Another day in the reality. I haven't seen you for a while. She kind of pulls you in for a hug, then kind of takes you out. How 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 have you been? Good. G- good. Is everything okay? Yeah, yeah, everything. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. It's mm. a little bit of issues on the job. Oh. You know how it is. It always feels bad when you don't do everything perfect. Yes, I see. She kind of stops you for a second, kind of, like, gives you, like, she doesn't, she doesn't believe you, kind of pulls you back, still kind of holding, like, from the hug position to kind of outwards, and you see her eyes kind of gloss over as she's going to assess you and kind of try to figure out what's really going on, you know, how your emotional state is. So give me a second, I'm going to roll those dice. That feels like an invasion of privacy, but I don't know. Oh, push it, her away. I know what she's bit. doing. Oh, you are familiar with a sensing growing up in the magical community. Do you still attempt to stop her? Yeah. So you kind of push her away, stop her, kind of like, you know, cover, kind of block her eyes from seeing you. And she kind of stops. She's like, what's wrong, Artie? Ooh, mom's mad. It was a bad mission and I've been away from my cat from a, for a long time. They ended up not paying me, right? We didn't get paid. Yes, you did not get, you definitely they, did not get paid. They, you know, they didn't pay me, they ripped me off, and it just feels bad. Artie, I'm sorry. She kind of strokes your hair a tad bit, trying to soothe you a tad bit. If this actually works, you'll decide, but she tra- she tries her best to soothe you. Okay, well, what's your cat name? It was George, correct? Uh, Melkov. Which is, I, no, sorry. wait, no, it is, <laughs> wait. That's, that's my bad, because I have two Melkovs. I realize Melkov is not smuggling in weapons. Um, <laughs> I will fix that Marvin. Mar- uh, Marvin, okay. <laughs> um, 
Well, Marvin's just back in my room. I'm just going to tidy up a tad bit. Um, I think I'm closing early. Did you want to go get dinner? I keep forgetting how to to talk. That would be great. I'd really like some good food. Wonderful. Uh, give me just a moment. You can go see Marvin. He's just in my room, and uh, we'll leave in about 30 minutes. And you head back towards your cat. You see Marvin kind of, as you enter the door of the room, uh, Marvin automatically runs up to you and starts, you know, going against your leg and purring at you as you kind of sit on the ground and start petting your cat peacefully. And um, we'll say you know, kind of... had a really bad day. I don't know anyone who has a cat, but a smaller animal. And he's like, I have to have my hand on the space. You like scoop him up and just like oh. bury yourself in him. It's just yes. one of those days. That's fair. That's fair. You did just die. Um, and so you eventually sit there for a bit. Um, eventually, you know, maybe you kind of keep it together. Uh, eventually you recover from it, kind of put on, you know, fix your face, kind of, you know, maybe change into some tight, slightly nicer clothing. And um, Maria kind of comes in the room and you guys head out to dinner. We'll say just, you just, what? You said Maria. Tomorrow. What's her name? Mara, sorry. Mara, uh, she takes you out. You have a nice dinner. Uh, it's not nothing too fancy, but, you know, it's a bit on the higher end. No, it's, like, low middle class, but, you know, it's a bit better what you're used to, but, I mean, it's all soy, so who cares? Bye, Echo. Um, you hell a taxi? Where are you going? I'm going to the Matchstick and, right. um, Harley, yeah. So, Getting you arrive drinks. at the Matchstick about 15 minutes later. Um, you enter the place, you see it's a, let's see, it's Thursday night, Thursday is going to be blues night, so there's like, you know, a bit small band playing blues, it's kind of, it's only about 2.15, so actually there probably isn't even a band playing, it's probably the radio going over, playing blues music, but you see a band getting set up for tonight. Alright. You see Harley kind of sitting back there, Harley is the bar- bartender at the time, she works here, and... The matchstick has apartments above it, so she lives above it, and she's a bartender here. Alright. Uh, uh, she seems to be making drinks. She sees you come in, uh, kind of waves you over, and she seems to be making a drink for someone having a chat with them. Sees you come in, gives you a wave, kind of points to an open stool for you, and, like, starts making your regular. Yeah, so... Baiko sits down, slacks his, uh, duffel bag by his feet, uh, at the base of the stool, waits patiently. She finishes the other guy while still kind of multitasking, making your drink. She's a fairly good bartender, so she pulls off some practices, some fancy tricks, and, you know, it looks fairly impressive. She kind of goes over to you, kind of leans against the counter. So how have you been? I haven't seen you in a while. It is my drink in front of me. It is. She kind of puts down your drink, and uh, what would you be drinking? Uh, shit. Uh, something fancier. You know, let, let, let's say, let's say Bayako is a martini kind of guy. A martini? She yeah. She makes your martini. She kind of sets it down, plops the olive on a stick in it, or the toothpick on a stick, you know, the olive on toothpick. She's like, so where you been? I haven't seen you for a while. Bayako takes the martini, takes a small sip. Delicious as always. But, uh, I've been busy. Not by choice, though. Um, does she kind of, how does she know? Does she know you as Tiger as, or as your real name? She knows me by first name. Okay. She doesn't know my last name. But, um, yeah, no, uh, I believe I told you about the job I was taking, the really high paying one. 
Yeah, you, you didn't specify who it was against, which was probably smart. Um, I feel like we probably shouldn't talk about this in the middle of the bar. Just saying. But uh, that didn't turn over very well? No, I, um... Yeah, no. Some weird, weird things happened. And, um... Baiko uh, kind of goes silent for a second. I don't know if I should tell you how exactly for both of our safeties, but, um... Yeah, no, I got shot a lot. A lot. That does happen in your kind of business. I shouldn't be sitting here right now. Oh, that's fun. Uh, well, <laughs> kudos to whoever was the medic on your team. They did a wonderful job. <sighs> yeah. Could you, uh... She stepped into the back for a second and talked to you for Yeah, she kind of, you know, yeah, she she kind of, like, she's like, give me just a second, goes over to the, another customer, kind of refills his shot. It looks like a kind of middle-aged, like, going through midlife crisis. <laughs> like, me too. Suits. Um, suits being suits. someone that, yeah, someone that works for a corp. And um, she refills it, kind of, like, taps it on the shoulder real fast and then just kind of announces, I'll be right back, everyone, and kind of nods towards the back room and... You follow her into the back room. She's like, did we need a back room, back room, or is just this hallway space? Okay. Uh, this is... The bike kind of leans in. This is fine, but, um... I'm gonna need you to do me a favor, and, uh... See if you can get any information on the Draco Foundation. Can't stop. She looks at you. Why? I can't tell you for both of our safeties. But I got shot a lot. <laughs> oh god, what did you get yourself into? Something okay. really bad. Um, I'll do my best. I Draco Foundation, I mean, that's a very uptight, not a lot of information gets passed around, but I'll, I'll keep my ears open. I normally get information about, you know, smaller kind of things and more of, you know, people, not really the corpse kind of shit, but like I said, I'll keep it in mind and if I find anything out, I'll uh, let you know. Even the smallest lead is good, but uh, don't get yourself killed on my behalf. Sound good? Sound good. Oh, honey. I would kill you before I was in any danger. <laughs> uh, good call. And Baiko uh, turns around. Uh, does she know about your living situation? She likely knows that I live somewhere nearby because I'm very much a regular, but... Uh, Okay, she kind of, as you're walking away, she's like, do you got a place to stay tonight? Did you want to bunker up in my place? I got a nice couch if you want to be protected. Oh, uh, that would that would be nice, actually. Um, yeah, no, that'd be awesome if you could, please. Yeah, of course. Uh, I have a guy friend coming over tonight, though. Just letting you know. <laughs> so, I mean, just, we'll be... I'll- I'll sit in the closet. I'll be quiet. Pretend I don't exist. Don't worry. I always yeah. knew you were in the closet. All right. I got to go back to my customers. <laughs> Baiko winks and continues his martini. And you sit back down. You sit there for a couple more hours. Uh, maybe you make small chit-chat with the other drunks at the bar. Uh, how are you getting wasted at all? Uh, a few drinks and leaving that. A few drinks. And we'll say you have an ongoing tab here. Uh, you do have life low style, so... You have to eventually pay it. It's not covered in your lifestyle, but they kind of, you've been here, you've, you're a loyal customer, so you, we'll say you have a tab. So we'll just say this ad's like 
you add a tab of zero, this adds just about $7 onto the tab. You can either choose to pay that now or at another point in time. Just with your lifestyle of next to squatter, essentially, it wouldn't necessarily be covered in it. Gotcha. And some time passes. Um, you all go back to your homes. Uh, Storm, I'm assuming you just head back to your own apartment, which I believe you have. Uh, where did you live again? Uh, shit, let me look at the map. While she's looking at that, um, yeah. may I ask where the matchstick is located? So, the matchstick, let me try to get a specific. <laughs> We're going to figure that out next episode. <laughs> yep. Oh, there it is. Matchstick is actually, so it is downtown. It is um, what is classified as the uptown of downtown, pretty much right next to the coast on uh, Denny Way, right next to kind of past the dock area in the uptown area. It is a, um, it's more of a music joint than a bar. Gotcha. Yes. So it's pretty far into downtown. All right, back to you, Storm, or Sky currently right now. Uh, let's see, you have low lifestyle, so this would probably be somewhere in the Barrens, if you liked, maybe skin, uh, the yellow area, so Skonomish or... That's what Auburn. I was looking at. Yes. So you live somewhere up there. We'll work out the specifics at another point in time. You return to your kind of shitty apartments. Uh, they're, you know, not the worst place, but, you know, it's home. You get home, you kind of unload your stuff, you look around, it's exactly the same way you left it. Were you planning on doing anything for the rest of the night? Um, she... What will I do? Um, she'd probably be calling her mother back to let her know she's alive. Um, and then pulling out some of her notebooks for um uh, keep forgetting how to say his name and he pulls out some papers that Vambiz gave her two weeks ago yes a uh, very detailed notage on you know certain things kind of certain plot points kind of like he's pretty much making your entire you know, normally this would be him kind of running it and you guys creating it, but he's pretty much just telling you a story through it and kind of making your... He's very railroady, but it's fun, in a fun way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you kind of <laughs> <laughs> spend the rest of your night going through that. Um, and you all kind of go through your nights. Um, Artemis, you going out to, you know, a restaurant, eating some food, coming back home. Picking up Marvin, heading back to your own little nook in the crypt. Storm, or sorry, Sky, you just kind of going over some notes for your tabletop RPGs and laying down. Um, I did have a question, though. Would you be more into, would your group be more into tabletop, kind of in-person, kind of your classic stuff, back from, like, pretty much what was popular in the early 2000s? Or would you guys be into virtual tabletops, where you physically enter it, basically enter the video games, and you are essentially in a, playing a video game, as the Dungeon Master or the GM kind of alters the world to tell its story? Which, which would you guys be more a part of? So basically, either your imagination, or your imagination turned into virtual reality. Um... I was kind of picturing, like, the classics... 
like, like maybe maybe like as we progress, we'll maybe Vambiz will get some cooler equipment. But I I was thinking like OG, like actual physical dice. Yeah, you start with kind of the early stuff, like, um, uh, you know, Dungeons and Wyverns, uh, <laughs> kind of like Call of the Squid God, you know, kind of the good classic <laughs> games that grew up early 2000s. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, like fucking uh, that classic one, uh, White Walkers, that's a good one. That's kind of one of Vazman's <laughs> favorites. <laughs> And uh, kind of, you started playing. You've been playing with them for a couple of months. Vazbin, or that's the same, right? Yeah, Vazbin has been talking about getting kind of that setup ready because this new game came out called, you know, the Galactic Death Star Final Battle. And it's kind of a shooter Ooh. kind of tabletop. And he's been really into it. So, you know, he's been preparing for that. But you kind of just go over your notes and whatever. And we'll say you all rest and you can recover all any damage taken. We're going to cut to the next day. Uh, you have another day. It's currently Friday the 15th. Did you guys want to do anything at all? Any contacts? Go out, buy some stuff. Or we can just skip straight to Saturday, which will start your um, next objective, essentially. But you are free to do whatever you would like. Um, Tiger's going to catch, or Bayako's going to catch up with uh, Pablo. Pay Pablo a visit and see how he's doing. Yeah, so you go down, or you go over to Auburn, where Pablo has a setup, uh, Pablo's arms, and at least I think that's where I put him. Let's just say yes, I'll change it later. Um, <laughs> and he has his place set up, you can just kind of walk in, he's helping a customer right now, and he sees you walk in. Uh, what time are you going there tomorrow? Ah, uh, probably like 2, 3 p.m. 2, 3 p.m. He doesn't stay open very late, just because a lot of people that tend to buy firearms later at night, he kind of has a Backup set, you know, kind of a different location for that kind of buy. Gotcha. So he normally shuts down at like four. So you see, you walk in, he's helping what appears to be a dwarf, kind of like just kind of coming to that age where they can buy a weapon, so about 18. And he seems to be looking at pump shotguns, and Pablo's going over it. He's like, ah, yes, this one, very, very high powerful. Good, good, good against uh, hunting things or shooting through certain tough clothings, or, and you hear the ding as you walk in, he's like, oh, oh, uh, did you know you guys first name? Uh, yeah, yeah, he does too. Uh, he probably has issues pronouncing your name, so he just refers to you as bye, if that's alright. Uh, bye, my friend, he looks down at the kind of, uh, you know, coming to age dwarf, get the fuck out of my store, <laughs> we're close, we're close, and he kind of comes around the counter, starts shoving the dwarf out, kind of passes you, puts his hand <laughs> on you, shoves the doors out, closes the door, locks it, turns off the lights, kind of starts closing his own shop. How are you, my friend? I have not seen you in a few days. Uh, I'm not bad, but uh, you didn't need to close the store on my account. You could have let that uh, you let that kid support local businesses. Ah, fuck him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. I uh, kind of got killed recently. Um... Oh, metaphorically. Oh, done that. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Mm. You know, I have the perfect thing for that. Goes around the corner, pulls up a bottle of vodka. Ah, <laughs> ah friend. And uh, any specific conversation you wanted to have with him, or are you just drinking, just shooting, guys? drinking, shooting the shit? Uh, potentially about the new explosives he was bringing up. Yeah, so you kind of, he has kind of in the basement a really like well fortitude, and this would be considered illegal. 
uh kind of a small shooting range where it's kind of one person at a time like people can watch but it's kind of one person you should shoot at a time yeah so you go down there uh the way he built it and kind of fortified it no noise passes so it's very quiet no one can hear it you don't have to worry about anything and you just shoot the shit quite literally <laughs> um sky is there anything you'd like to do uh friday the 15th um i would like to try and get in touch with trey and see if he is available to meet up somewhere yeah uh you call him um he it kind of goes for a little bit and you hear him pick up and you hear the phone kind of you know it goes from the ringer to pick up but he doesn't seem to say anything hey uh buddy it's sky sky yeah Um, could be better. You, you, uh, you all right? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. You just kind of, uh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, what, what's up? What did you, did you need something? I just wanted to see if you want to get, like, a drink or anything. That job was kind of a bust. Oh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm down for some drinks. Uh, did you want to meet up on surface, or you want to come down here to the underground? I was thinking about going down to you. Oh, go ahead and give me a judge intentions roll. I got two hits out of six. Go away. Okay, two hits out of six. Um, so, yeah, you aren't able to put it together what was going on, but he was very clearly just like confused to talk to you. You're not really sure. That's really, he never, he's usually very Suspicious. cheerful. When he talks yeah, he's happy when you normally call him, and he normally picks up almost right away. So, you think something might be going on with him. You're not really too sure why. So you start heading out there. We'll say... Um, we'll say there's an entrance not terribly too far. It's about an hour or two walk. If you just want to walk there. Uh, you can yeah, attempt just walk. To, yeah, so you just take a walk through. It's not terribly too bad. Um, well, while you're walking there, uh, Artemis, what would you do on... Want to do Friday the 15th? Anything you want to do? Am I all good, like, healthy and... Yes, you have recovered fun. everything, all edge back that you might have spent, or... Which you didn't spend any, but yeah, I you want are. to make a sprite. <laughs> you are making a sprite. Got it. All right, hold on. I'll pull up in my note. Ah. Oh, let me find my... I remember most of it. Got it. Okay, so let's make a sprite. Ba-ba-ba-da. Fucking game show this shit. Okay, let me pull up in my dice roller. Got it. All right, what kind of sprite were you thinking? I think I want a crack sprite. Crack sprite? Cool. Yeah. So you can go ahead and make that. Uh, what uh, level would you like it? How does level affect it one more time? Basically, level determines how strong it is. The higher the level, the more stronger. Let's try to compile a level three sprite. All right. Level three sprite. Got it. Go ahead and roll your compiling plus your resonance. I got three hits. Three hits. All right. So as you kind of uh, are, you just doing this in your house, you know, your home, I assume, your little nook area. Yes. So as you kind of, you know, set up and kind of enter this, lay down on your bed and enter the matrix to do this, um, you start summoning it, and it it's not even an issue. It kind of just 
the Matrix wants to give you it, as this sprite just kind of summons as it gets zero hits against you. So, what does it look like? What does your crack sprite look like? It can look like it pretty much anything. It looks like a Beedrill. Okay, so, as this Beedrill kind of pops into reality, and, like, looks very gladful to help you, and, you know, wants to help you, uh, go ahead and you're resisting six faith. Okay, so I take three stun. And you are going to th- have three services on him. Cool. Now, I want to register. Got it. Registering. That's fun. All right, go ahead and roll your re- registering plus your resonance. I got three hits again. Got it. So, you have registered him, and you can add one service onto that. Uh, the registering, he's kind of like, oh, wait a second, I was here to help you. I'm not too big about kind of being forced, and all Beedrill does is just kind of Beedrill! I don't know what Beedrill sounds like. Um, but it kind of buzzes and, like, looks kind of uncomfortable, but um, eventually hey, gives in. Look, man, this is just so God doesn't come and shoot you down. Once you do that after kind of some, you know, a couple of, you know, struggling for an hour or so, because I think it takes about three hours to do this, uh, he finally gives in, and you're also going to resist four, four damage, four stun damage. Oh, I rolled four hits. I'm so happy. Okay. And uh, that initial stun damage you took, you didn't actually take because it never got any hits. Uh, so you now have your own crack sprite. Uh, this takes about a couple of hours. I don't know when you started. Did you want to do anything else? I want to go talk to Mute for a bit. Mute? Yeah, so you head over. Uh, you know where Mute lives. She kind of has her own little get-up here in the crypts. Uh, you head over. You go knock on the door. It kind of opens. Oh, uh, let's see. What was Mute's race? Human. Human. Oh, hey! Hey, how you doing? Good. How's it going, you? Oh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm just, you know, recovering from a bit of a situation last night. You know how it is. But I'm okay. Yeah, I definitely know how it is. I had yeah? a bit of my situation myself last week. Oh, come in. Why don't you tell me about it? And she opens the door and kind of invites you in. Well, I can't tell you too much, but... Oh, well, obviously. Yeah, just kind of, you know, the details. What happened? How'd you get injured? You know, just... Shot, I assume? Stabbed? Stun bolt? How, how did I get killed? Uh, they shot you in the head. Well, last thing I remember is getting shot in the face, but... Oh, okay. That's fun. That's always a good time. Love that. Uh, I'm glad to see it didn't do... The shit-faced. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to see it didn't do any permanent damage. That's always nice. Did you, did you want some tea? I would love some sparkling tiger. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah, I'll go get some. And she goes into the kitchen and makes some, or pours some sparkling cider. You hear her making tea for you, and kind of, she eventually comes back. So, uh, how are things going? Did you want to talk about anything specific, or just wanted to catch up? I just wanted to see how your jobs are going. How's life for you? Oh, yeah, they're good as always. I mean, I'm not dead, so pretty good. I, uh, my job kind of, I ended up getting my cover blown, ended up getting caught, but, you know, so I, I technically failed, you know, my job, which is unfortunate, but that's kind of what happens when you don't, you know, run with any other people. Do you need me to wipe any cameras? Oh, no, it's, it's already said and done. There was, it was out in the barrens, so I don't have to worry about cameras at all, but, you know, just kind of happens. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. 
Well, do you have any upcoming jobs? You know, anything interesting going on? I don't. Do we have any upcoming jobs? Uh, you have a meet on uh, tomorrow at... You are not sure. You will receive a text message tomorrow. Do we know that? You know that, yes. I don't know. I might have something coming up tomorrow, but everything's really un- not predictable with these guys. Yes, that, that is very true. All right, well, uh, you know, make sure you don't get backstabbed. Uh, unfortunately, Fixers and Johnsons both like to do that, as I have learned. So just yeah, be careful. Too. <laughs> and uh, anything specific you want to talk about with Mew, or just casual chatter as a day continues? Just casual catching up. Um, I guess I am going to ask her, hey, have you ever ran into anything with the Draco Co? The Draco Foundation? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, never anything. I've taken a job from them once or twice, but I've never really gone against them. Uh, They're kind of, I don't know, they're not... In the grand scheme of things, they're not very, you know, bad on the bad guy list, you know? So I I try to avoid doing anything against them. Well, why do you ask? No, I don't want to do anything against them. I was wondering, I got a job offer from them. Easy job, oh. nothing too serious. <laughs> I hope. Oh. <laughs> well, you might as well take it. They their jobs are usually good paying, and they're ah, I've never even heard of anyone getting betrayed or stabbed in the back by you know one of their Johnsons. So, might as well. Good to know. Well, if you know anyone who has some more inside details, let me know. Oh yeah, of course. Ah, uh, if you wanted like an info broker, uh, you could always try um. Oh, never mind. Sorry. I'll 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 link you someone's contact information. Their uh name escapes me right now. I haven't worked with them terribly too often. I get my info myself. Sounds groovy. And you continue throughout the day having drinks, go home eventually. Uh did anyone else want to do anything today? I was meeting with Trey, right? Yes, right. I forgot about that. So you eventually meet up with Trey. You head into the Orc Underground. It's as cramped and loud and, well, the entryway are kind of cramped until you get into the underground area and then it's a very large city. Kind of your daily business down there. Orcs everywhere. Surprising. Uh, Some dwarfs you run into every now and then, but it's mostly just orcs. Uh, You eventually make your way to your mother's house who kind of lives towards the center of the area. And uh, you see out there standing is Trey. He seems to be in rather nice clothes. Uh, are you just kind of, how are you approaching him? Are you trying to do it stealthily or, like, just walking up to him? I would do just walking up, casual, like, hey, what's up? Hands in my pockets. (laughs) A knife, yeah. Uh, (laughs) you walk up, he kind of looks at you kind of startled, he's like, oh, uh, oh wait, he has a deeper voice. Oh, oh, uh, Sky, it's so nice to see you, and he kind of goes in for a bit of an awkward hug. Okay. After that, he's uh, how how have you been? I uh, we haven't heard from you for a while. Your your mom was worried sick. I haven't have you called her? Uh yeah, I, I called her last night. Oh okay, uh, that's good. Uh oh, how how have you been? What's going on? Uh, I could be better. Yeah, that last run I went on was not the best. Yeah. yeah well, run, you know, run runs will do that to you every now and then. Uh, you just are you, you know, good? Yeah, I'm good. I just, I got some stuff going on. 
I'm I'm okay though. Just kind of a lot on my plate. That's all. Okay. Uh, but uh, did you want to go anywhere specific? I was thinking we could just go over to uh, uh, the meat shack and pick up some lunch. That works for me. All right, nice. And you kind of just walk over there. It's not terribly too far of a walk. Um, any conversation you like to have with Trey or? Um. Not, not at the moment, because he does seem kind of off, and I don't want to like make it worse. Right. Just talking about like overall, like how you been, anything like normal friend conversations that you'd have at lunch. Yeah, you. you but guys... also, kind of like, like I can tell something's wrong, oh, but I'm yes. not gonna pry. But I'm curious. Yeah, so you guys have a good conversation or two. Um, he ends up ordering meat on a stick from the shack. Uh, I don't. What, what would you like to order from the meat uh... shack? Just think of meat-related things, and they have it. Could I get like a bucket of chicken legs? Soy. Probably not legs. a. Oh yeah, okay. They have soy chicken legs. Yeah. Uh, the meat on the stick kind of comes in a smaller bundle. It's quite literally just on a stick. It's, pretty, it's like one of the most expensive items, but it is actual meat. Uh, mm. At least Fancy. that's what they tell you. Um, but you get a bucket of soy chicken legs, and you kind of, you know, you guys find a place to sit down or continue walking, have conversations. And Troy just kind of gives off this awkward vibe the rest of the time you guys talk, but you're not really too sure why. Uh, he'll kind of spark up. He's like, uh, so I, um, I found out some, uh, stuff, uh, some more magic related stuff. I, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you wanted to, um, oh, well, you can't come over today. I got, oh, oh, I'm, I'm seeing a girl now. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah she's, um, she's a human. So, uh, oh, okay. She's nice. Choice. Well, yeah, her, her name is Rose. Uh, she, she's okay. Uh, I'm hanging out with her for the next couple of days, but did you want to meet up uh, next next Wednesday? Wednesday. That is the number-wise. <laughs> I think 21st. Did you want to meet up the 21st, whatever day that may be? <laughs> um, I could try. Okay. I might yeah, have I'm to just... let you know. Yeah, let me know. I'll be, you know, just here... And he kind of gestures around him. Yeah. And unless you try to provoke any specific conversations, the rest of it, you spend some nice time together, and eventually it gets late. Uh, he offers you to stay at his place for the night. You can reject. Yes. Uh, nope. He figures you don't necessarily stay out of his house, but he always offers it. Uh, anything else you'd like to do? Nope. Tell him to right. have a nice night and to say hi to Rose for me. And then I go back home. Gives an awkward chuckle and like a half-ass wave and you go back home and you rest for the night. Uh, alright, we are moving to Saturday the 16th, probably. Um, it's about 11 o'clock, um, when you all get a message. Um, it reads just this. Um, it's Majesty. Come to Aces in Redmond, 5 p.m. And you all receive it at the same time, directly at 11 o'clock. Did anyone... Aces is a somewhat, not necessarily... It's almost an infamous... Eh, 
it's almost an infamous bar amongst Shadowrunners, because it's kind of where newer Shadowrunners think of this place as, yeah, this is the place where you start. But more experienced Shadowrunners are like, yeah, this is this is for baby Shadowrunners. This is where you get easy milk run jobs. Once you've made, once you've started getting a street rep, you don't go here anymore. This is just kind of like only only the newbies come here. Um, but it's not an uncommon space as it's mostly most of its occupations are, or most of its uh, customers are shadow runners. So it's kind of a nice, somewhat of the safer side, but also on not on the safer because anyone will turn guns on each other at any second. But with that, there's kind of some comfort behind that. And anything any of you would like to do before 5 p.m.? Gotta hop on the no. bus now. <laughs> uh, the bus does go out there as it's just kind of, you might have to walk for a block or two, but you do get pretty close to it and you're able to, uh, actually, yeah, the bus, the bus would probably pass it. Yeah, it drops you off just up the road right next to the uh, Crusher Ford 95 and you just have to walk down the road a bit. Um, Storm, anything you want to do before 5? Oh. We said we didn't get paid for that last job, right? Not we did mean, not, no. Okay. Because you weren't then, Yeah, then not yet. I'll just lounge around at home. I don't have I guess, money until to then. Money Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so yeah, you eventually, uh, all by your own different means, mostly taxi cab, other buses, arrive there. Uh, do you, what time Between you us three idiots, we don't own a car. <laughs> I have a friend that has a taxi. <laughs> Yeah, you all took priority E with your money, I believe. So Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you all eventually arrive there. Um what time is everyone arriving? Just kinda five o'clock on the dot? Any earlier? Later? I, I do around the bus. So whenever the bus yeah, starts. Yeah, you'll get there. You'll be approaching the building at like five or four forty four fifty five. That's I I was gonna get there around four forty five. 45k, Payako? I'm gonna get there about an hour early and kind of scope the place out. Okay, so yeah, you get there an hour early. Um, you walk into the place. It's kind of starting to pick up as it's getting a bit later. Uh, but it's only 4 o'clock, so, you know, nothing too terrible. And there's some people, no one kind of minds you. You just kind of walk into the place. It seems like a normal Aces. It looks kind of all, like, shitty as normal, but there's probably maybe about, you know, five to six customers in here. Uh, in one of the booth seats, there's a team of four kind of celebrating what seems to be celebrating. Is it? Is this place the Applebee's of the Shadowrun universe? Uh, yeah, <laughs> if Applebee's was mainly a bar. Okay. And, and it's Applebee's, but the servers are worse. Like, you'll get checked on. Is that possible? Right? (laughs) Like, you'll maybe get checked on by a server maybe like twice, and that's to get your order and then your bill. You'll get, they'll take your order or whatever drinks you want and then kind of drop it off and then. So it's better than Applebee. (laughs) I would say it's like Denny's. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like the the Denny's of (laughs) bars in Shadowrun. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> uh, but you get there. I mean, besides that, I mean, there's a bartender making drinks as you know usual. Uh, did you want to do anything specific here? Um, Baiko goes to one or uh, orders a drink, and then takes it to one of the uh, booths and waits. You wait for an hour. No one bothers you. Uh, the team. 
kind of uh did you get a booth next to the team or uh i'm gonna a, a little bit off and uh with facing the doorway yeah so you sit there you kind of the team is kind of talking in a low speak but they are clearly celebrating a successful run um they kind of buy their level of excitement and you kind of overhear their pay it was only two thousand new yen in total split between four ways that's yeah but it seems like they're really excited you're probably assuming this is their first run ever they're probably all new to the shadows <laughs> but you know you keep to yourself an hour or so passes um uh, We'll say about at uh, 20 minutes while you're waiting, so about it's about 4.20 now. Nice. Um, a very large troll walks in through the door. Pretty much has to, like, duck through the door. He's about 7 foot, just pure muscle. Walks through the door, finds though some somewhat nice clothing, clearly armored, and walks into the back room. Or, like, slaps a cred stick onto, the, like, the counter and walks into the uh, back room. Does he walk by my table? I mean, your table, not necessarily. He doesn't go directly by you. You're kind of off the booth. So I imagine it's kind of the doorway up to, like, the bar area, and then tables kind of surrounding, and then, like, some booths over in a corner. So not necessarily. But he does have to actively walk past you. Before he walks away, uh, Bayako kind of grabs his attention. He's like, hey. He looks over at you. You, uh... Your Majesty, the guy I'm supposed to meet here in 40 minutes from now? It looks at you, he's like, You'll find out in 40 minutes, won't you? <laughs> turns around and walks away. Your walk continues to the back room unless you try to stop him again. Nah. And, um, yeah, some time passes, you all arrive. Um, Storm, when you shot, show up about 15 minutes early, uh, you see, you kind of enter it, you see. Tiger kind of sitting in a booth. Do you sit with him or do you just... He waves. Like, yeah. Not, not like I'll... a... It's kind of like a... I'll, I'll go to the bar and I'll order a shot of something. I guess like... How cheap are you looking? Like, cheap. Bottom uh, shelf. So you get, yeah, bottom, like almost the total sh- bottom. Shitty. Yeah. Yeah, so you get an alcohol called the, co- the, cat, uh, the cat's piss. Nice. Yes, and you take a drink take and you it. almost instantly like vomit due to it, but you're kind of used to it. Like you're kind of used to bad alcohol, so you take a quick shot, go sit down. You two start up a conversation. Uh, about ten minutes later, um, Cerberus, you walk into the the bar. You see them. You're about five minutes. Cerberus, do you sit at the booth with them? Uh, actually, as you walk into the bar. Uh, the uh, bartender kind of picks up and is like, eh, no, 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 no kids, get out. Well, I'm wearing, no, I'm wearing like a full cloak. Because I always wear my cloak. Okay. Oh, that's fair. Okay, so I guess he doesn't necessarily call you out on it, but he kind of like eyes you suspiciously as you're a bit shorter. But you're not like dwarf pipe, but you're kind of like just a short humanish. So it's kind of like, ah, it's probably just a shorty. So, as long as he didn't see your face, he probably wouldn't call you out on that. So, uh, would you just sit at the booth? I sit at the bar. No, I sit at the booth. You sit at the booth. You're all there. You all make some slight conversation. Five o'clock hits. Do you all head towards the back room? Yeah. You all all get up. Start heading back there. Kind of give the bartender a bit of a nod. 
and there's only one kind of back room area. It's kind of labeled the back room. Um, you and all it looks like is uh, kind of a thick curtain kind of blocks the doorway. You enter it. Uh, you see a large troll there. Um, it is the troll you recognize, um, Tiger. And he seems to just kind of be like treating himself, huffing a like huffing on a cigar. Kind of looks up as you enter, and he kind of looks at you guys. So he's like, "Okay, so we got a dandelion eater, a tusker, and what the hell are you supposed to be, Shorty?" And he kind of points at you, Cerberus. Do you reply at all? No. <laughs> it's kind of like, ah, got it. And we got a fucking mute. This is what I'm fucking given. All right, take your seats. And as uh, for you two that were called names, uh, you are aware this is highly racial slurs towards your race. Uh, how do you react to this? Any offense at all? All right, troll. Thanks for the warm welcome. I just kind of make a face, but like I'm used to it, so. Fair enough. Uh, you sit down, and uh, it's kind of odd because this uh, fixer seems to be completely by himself. Normally, fixers run with some kind of security. He seems really buff, so he looks like he could probably handle. Uh, anyone that wants to, go ahead and get, make me a perception test. Intuition minus one if you do not have perception. It is uh, visual based, not audio. Uh, I got two hits. Okay, two hits. Everyone else? Uh, five. No, four, my bad. Four hits, all right. Cerberus, what'd you get? If you're making the roll. I didn't make a roll for it. Okay, so service, you're not necessarily paying attention. You're just kind of sitting down. You don't necessarily care. But you two look at him, and you're like, he doesn't have... Uh, well, Sorm, you notice that he just seems to be... You notice he is very strong, and his hands are very large, burly, and, like, if he were to punch you, you'd, you'd think it hurt like a bitch. Um, Tiger, you notice a bit more. He doesn't seem to have any weapons on him, period. At least not visible from kind of what you see. And he's kind of leaned back quite a bit, so you can pretty much see anything below the pe- like knees. He doesn't seem to have any weapons on him. Uh, so you all take your seats? Yes. Yeah, Tiger sits down and kind of <clears throat> sits down. Ballsy of you to uh, show up to a meet with no weapons and no guards, don't you think? Listen here, alright? Before you try to frag me or some shit like that, I always got guards. I'm never alone. But don't you worry about that. What, do you got two guns right here? You're funny. You're funny. (laughs) So he kind of takes another huff of his cigar, kind of taps it out. He kind of grabs a little, pulls out a little stick, kind of slides it across the table. Right there's your job. Don't ask me who the hell the Johnson is. I don't know. I don't care how it's done. What you do, that's your job. You want to negotiate, you contact the DeHaan link on that number. And uh, any of you that want to slot the data chip into your comm link or um, Cerberus, if you just kind of wanted to kind of, you can just kind of read the data off of it as it's kind of uh, projecting it. Um, Your job is to, so there is a kind of newly founded drug gang named the uh, Yellowheads. And they're kind of being a nuisance to another gang who hired to uh, take them out. You're given a rough location. They don't know exactly where their hideout of the Yellowheads is, and they don't give a shit how it's done. They just want them all out of business, whether you'd like to kill them or just somehow convert them into Christians or something. 
the job is 6,000 new yen all around. So 6,000 new yen, period. So wait, are the yellow heads the ones we're killing? Or yes. Okay, cool. And Fixer kind of taps the cigar. Any questions? Um. Uh, when is this got to be done by? Fuck, I don't know. Uh, you have till Wednesday. What's today? Uh, today is Saturday. Oh. Where, where in Seattle are these people located? Uh, these lovely people are, let's see, out in Redmond, not terribly too far from, what bar is this? Uh, the bar called The Joke, Union Hill and, uh, 208th Avenue. They're kind of set up somewhere roughly around that bar location. They have been spotted there pretty oftenly, or pretty uh, often. But they're kind of within a couple block, at max a mile distance from that bar. Any idea on numbers? Did the data chips say numbers? Well, there's your answer. I don't fucking know. Here's another health. I got no more questions. Pretty straightforward. Go to a place, kill the people. Who do we report to? Numbers on there, and the data uh, data chip has a comm link number for the uh, Johnson. Gotcha. If you'd like to negotiate pay, also call them. I'm not dealing with that shit. Understood. Okay. All right. Get the frag out of here. <sighs> Bayako or Tiger stands up. Thanks, Trog. And leaves. As you turn to leave and kind of let this comment uh, slide in front of you between the door, this room is probably a couple of meters, so there's probably about a meter or two to the door. In front of you kind of appears from almost nowhere, you kind of sense it as something manifests in front of you, is what looks like a probably a bear made out of fire. Ah! And it's just kind of now blocking your path. And you hear him get up. You want to say that again? As the bear appears, uh, Tiger starts clapping. <laughs> That's what I wanted to see. He kind of turns around, stares at the stares at the orc or er, troll. Troll, troll. Yeah, kind of stares at him. So this is what you were talking about when you meant security. Yeah, I was. I don't need no one. I got my own people. <laughs> Then I have no further questions, and I apologize. Would you like to appear in the astral in a sense? I mean, I feel no reason to. He's probably just pissed off. Fair enough. Uh, he kind of is like, yeah, that's what I thought. Sits back down as the spirit kind of demanifests, and you are all free to leave. Unless you'd like to take any other que- uh, any ask any questions or take any. Nope. You all head out, um, and as you are all kind of leaving the bar... Um, we will call it there. I think that's a uh, good place to end it right there, don't you think? Anything sounds familiar? No? You know, both of us actually got a job from the Majesty when we first started. Uh, that, that, was, a, that was a while ago, though. Back when he was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, st- anyways, uh, come on. Let's head into the back. I think I see the Johnson. Uh, you got your gun on you? Good. Come on. The Tops Company, Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sound, audio, video, and any proprietary material used in connection to the game Shadowrun. 
Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to an Absolute Direct Storm podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, artwork, marks, and any proprietary material for promotional and informational purposes on its website. But it does not endorse and does not affiliate with an Absolute Direct Storm podcast in any official